This podcast is powered by The Plug. Hey guys, it's your favorite bearded bros, Bo and Q Lewis. And this is the season finale of Beards Bourbon Whiskey Podcast. And we're traveling to Kentucky, the bourbon capital of the world. And that's getting ready to happen right about now. Libation facilities. Word? Seriously? No, I made it up. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why he's never on the show. <laughs> I made that up. Figured it'd be libation facilities. Keep your ass off camera. <laughs> right. <laughs> and now, today, uh, what we're going to get into, though, uh, all right, got that decap, so we go uh, pour up in just a moment. Um, but today's uh, topic, actually, um, I, I guess uh, I guess it's cool to kind of get into what, what made us come up with this. Uh, kind of had a little... Uh, I won't call it a situation. I guess I uh, just heard a term that uh, I don't think anybody was comfortable with um, <laughs> what, yesterday or yeah, yesterday while we were here. And it just started making us think like, how often do we kind of encounter underlying little terms of racism and like you just kind of go about your life like it's nothing. Um, so we go get into that. So, because we always talking about a lot of black stuff. And being here in Louisville, uh, Louisville I guess we do have to definitely say, uh, 
justice for Breonna Taylor still. Um, I still don't know what's going on with that. Arrest um, those dudes. All right, right, arrest those dudes. So yeah, we still on that tip and we right here in Louisville. Um, you know, so, so shout out to y'all. And um, <laughs> on the funnier note, man, shout out to the white businesses that put Black Lives Matter in their windows just so that they don't get vandalized. Not that they actually support the movement. I just want to throw that out there. All right, so <laughs> let's go ahead and pour up a little bit and see what we're working with here. Um, did you have any ideas or any thoughts of what it might be like? No, I have no clue. No clue. You can put your nose in the bottle again. <laughs> you know I'm good at that, though. And today, because we were a little unprepared, we don't have any uh, any actual bourbon or whiskey glasses. Yeah, we don't have no rocks glasses, y'all. Sorry yeah. about that. So right. we're going we're gonna to make do. We, we should have prepared better. But you know what? No, we shouldn't have. We're here. Let's see what we got here. Let mine, I'm gonna let mine breathe sit for a minute. Y'all tell me what y'all think. Um, it's a, it's a very long way down to get a smell. <laughs> um, I feel like it's gonna be uh, I feel like it's gonna be some sweetness to it, so possibly some caramel, not too uh, not too strong. Okay. I think it's gonna be kind of light. Yeah, so kind of caramel, maybe a, a little hint of like something floral, maybe. It's a long way down. It's hard to it's hard it to tell. Smells honey, like I say, it's sweet. I know that. Yeah, that's what I said. Definitely smell like. I say, uh, I say caramel. Maybe even cocoa. Like sometimes it has a kind of smell. I'm gonna say oranges. I'm a little uh, nutty, like an earthy type taste, maybe. Possibly some some cocoa on the finish, maybe. We'll see. Um, different from what you It's a thin drip when you swill, look at the swill, when you swill it around your glass, watch it drip, dribble down. Yeah. It's a thin drip, so it's not a thick, it probably won't be a, th a thick, heavy taste. Right, Some bourbons have a thick, heavy taste. For sure. It's definitely some citrus there. It's a little, it's a little, a little cocoa, maybe, I think. That's um, probably at the end. The finish, I, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. At the beginning, um, I, it's, at, you at said the nose, citrus, yeah, the nose. Yeah, I, I guess because you said citrus, I, I taste it now, but I, I didn't. I didn't smell it at first, honestly. Mm -hmm. so. The palate, like, so the palate, um, I don't think it's really complex, man. You know, I, I think I, I think it's really just like a little citrusy. Um, maybe some floral notes, but uh, yeah, I don't think I it's really it, complex. I smell it, but I don't taste it. Okay. Like, I smell it, but I don't taste it. So yeah, not bad, so not bad. So shout out to uh, Rowan's Creek, uh, which is, again, a small distillery. It's actually in Louisville, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So bad. Um, shout out to them. I think. Well, it's, 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 it's in Rowan's Creek. Creek. Oh, that's the yeah, actual place. Yeah, the actual place. Redfin. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we got. I thought you meant like in Kentucky. Yeah. Gosh. All okay. right. So yeah, this is this is pretty dope. This is a nice way to end off the uh, show. And you know what we didn't prepare for, honestly? It's the season finale, and I didn't get my list together for the top ten or top eight, rather. Well, we can um, still do that. Yeah, we probably just had to cut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll cut it and we'll come back to you. All right. So look. Just thinking about, um, you know, what we was talking about off camera, though, as far as kind of experiencing like underlying tones of racism, man. Um, Corporate Cody, since you uh, since you the guest, we throw it to you <laughs> first. Um, have you have you ever experienced something that you felt like after the fact was kind of some underlying racism? You didn't check it, but like when you got home and thought about it, it's like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, um, you know, just being the bigger. Be just being the guy, one being the guy, but being the bigger guy in the office, it's like, okay. Hey, Ryan, uh, could you come move this? 
you 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 know you pass six people to come to me, <laughs> but I'm a manual labor guy and we all get degrees. Yeah, you so. from good stock. Yeah, dog. Look, look at this right here. Wow. Like, got us know, a good old boy right here, good old Negro right past, here. You know, older men or older or women in general, just older men. It's like you pass six people to get here and ask asking me to move this box off this. Well, it's, you know, it's on the shelf. It's a little step ladder right there. So it's not like <laughs> I'm doing something amazing. Like, but you pass six people to get to me. To is that is that a racial thing or a six three thing? Uh, I, I think it's a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Okay. Like I said, microaggressions. Like yeah. you think of moving something or something need to be lifted, mm -hmm. it's gonna get right. Yeah. <laughs> like you pass the two guys on the way here. Like I'm, right. even though I was, I could be 30, 35, 40. Yeah. They're 45, 50, but it's okay to put that straight physical straight on my 30, right. 40, 35, 40 year old heart and right. 45 mid year men on heart. Like I right, put them right. right. Like, he okay. Little right. small microaggressions. Okay. Like that. Um, so like when stuff like that happened, do you actually did you actually go back and say something about it? I think I did. I can recall one time, but that's because I think me and that manager at that time or that director, I think we had a good, a mutual respect where I can let you know how you offend me. Because some people take the message in, process it, and learn how to be better. Some people take the message in as you're 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 going after my character. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just telling you how I made you, how you made me feel. Well, I, that wasn't my intention. That's cool. That don't have to be your intention. <laughs> right. I'm telling you I'm how telling I felt. You what it was. All right. <laughs> exactly. Listen. No matter what your intention yeah, was. Yeah. I'm telling you how I felt, but that, that's not what I meant though. Like you go, you still telling me how in the, on a microaggression level how mm -hmm. I should feel about what you said to me. Right. You take it wrong. <laughs> right. I didn't ask you to tell me how I took it. I'm just letting you know <laughs> how, how I feel I about yeah, it. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So it sounds like uh, it sounds like most of your experiences with that probably was from corporate America. Would you would you say that's true? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Because hmm. I, I I push back on them. I push back at times to ask that question, like you know, hey, make yourself when they say make yourself a strong uh, anchor within the team, this that and other. Mm -hmm. Okay, but I'm the new mid level, you know, person in HR. You have people director level six seven six seven figure salaries, but shouldn't you be the leadership to come down to me and introduce right. your building relationship? But I gotta go out my way and right. show you that I'm an adequate part of the team, or I'm a decent, I'm a good piece to the machine, <laughs> cog in the machine, right. so to speak. It's like you're a good team player, higher, right? Yeah, you're the yeah. higher person. You should come down to me. Like, okay, we got a new person on the team. That's me. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I gotta get you six layers. Like, yeah, how you doing? I'm, I'm new to your team. Yeah, I, I saw you invited me to a meeting, but I was, I've been busy. I got to invite you. You're the one that should know. Right. Me. I already know who you are because you're the vice president. Obviously, right. Mm -hmm. I already know who you are. Yeah. Those definitely should make them, themselves available. Though. Yeah. Definitely. Those are small microaggressions. I think happen more, more or less in, in corporate America. Yeah. I couldn't say how it is for women because they come after their earrings, hair. This is mostly with women of color. Yeah. Like. Dress, probably hairstyles too. Yeah, like I said, hair, earrings, oh, nails. Right. Like, you know, most, 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 most black women I've experienced are voluptuous. You don't have to be fifty. <laughs> voluptuous. <laughs> most black women are all right. Yeah. Voluptuous in one way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of times they're ready for that in corporate America. Like, right. Well, that's a bit much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. And this is a question I want to ask both of y'all once we get through this stuff. But um, Bo, what about you, man? Any uh, experiences with like microaggression? I guess we call it. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> uh, like, I got several, cuz. First of all, shout out to nephew. Appreciate appreciate the hat, cuz the classic pot here. Appreciate you, bro. Um, experiences in corporate America. Right? Yeah, I guess we we'll just call it that. Man, 
Um, <laughs> I don't even. It, it's tough, y'all. I don't even know where to begin, really. Right? right. You know. Um, you got several ideas. Several. You know, just this rush to my head. You know. Uh, I used to work for Amazon. You know. You know. I openly say that now. Right. <laughs> that's, just, that's no longer a thing. Yeah. Amazon's fucked up, man. Uh, <laughs> If you've seen earlier episodes, you probably noticed they usually refrain from using that name. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, you know, just for certain, for certain legal ramifications, you know. But uh, anyway, yeah, uh, one situation really sticks out to me, man. Um, we were sitting at, at one of the uh, the fulfillment centers, and it was in it was right outside of Cleveland, mm-hmm. and we were planning for um, like Christmas time and shit like that, right? So we're planning all, you know, the three PLs and, you know, uh, trucks, trailers, drive, just all of that type of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the drivers, somebody got off telling the story about one of the drivers or something like that who happened to, you know, I think he's, uh, I think he's from Iraq. Okay. You know what I mean? And so then one of the dudes at the table was like, oh, we got a Haji, huh? Like that. And like it kind of shocked me at first, because I didn't expect to hear that shit. Right? Came out like yeah, like just so easy. Take it yeah, away. yeah. Oh, we got exactly. Haji, you know. And like nobody, you know, and, and like shocked me. Like, and it's probably like twelve people in this room. Like no one really, yeah, nobody flinched, nobody nothing, you know. And so, uh, ten, probably about ten minutes went by. You know, the meetings going on, and I was like, hold up, like, are we going to address this? You know. And then people were like, dress what, Carl? It's like, we, we just can't say Haji like that, you know? Right. Like, I was like, that's not cool, you know? Yeah, you know? <laughs> well, that's probably a discussion, you know, offline. It's like, no, that shit was said right now. We need to address it right now. Exactly. You know, that's, well, that's, that's not okay. Yeah. The dude was sitting right across from me, he, and obviously he's shocked that I'm just bringing this shit up. Yeah. So I'm like, no, yeah, I'm calling on your bullshit, bro. That shit ain't cool. Yeah. You know? But then right there that they even pointed you to the fact that possibly you should be taking care of that offline lets you know what the culture is. Well, yeah, you know, a lot of it is Amazon, just how fucked up they are. But then a lot of it is just white folks, you know, and I'm not going to clarify by saying some white folks, I'm done doing that shit. If you're not racist, you know you're not racist, right? (laughs) Right. So you don't need me to clarify that shit, okay? (laughs) Um, True. But yeah, man, like, and and then it was all, it just became this thing, like, Carl, um, we, we, need, we need to get on this meeting. Like, I, I was the one that all of a sudden was, I was the disruption now, right? Right. You know? And, like, I got called out for that shit. Like, a couple times. I had to go talk to HR for it. You know, we had an official meeting and blah, 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 and this and that. And you got us off track and all. But this motherfucker sitting right here and just calling people hodges and shit. Like, and what's that's, going on? But, that's, but that's okay. That's cool. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we, 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 we have certain channels to handle things like that and blah, blah. It's like, no, nah, man. And that, that's just, that's just not right, dude. You know? Right. And, um, yeah, man, like, it, it was for real a thing. I got a letter because of this shit, because obviously I, I, I told some people that some higher-ups where the fuck they could go, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I got, I, you, know, I, you know, I got letters and shit like that. I had to go talk to HR, right. had to go to fucking anger management, all that shit, for calling some shit out that was wrong in the first damn place, exactly. right? So that's what I think about corporate America, to tell you the truth. Now, so yeah, I was, this is what I was gonna ask um, after both of y'all answered that. Who's this, like? Um, obviously, I think it's some it's some racial undertones in a lot of the in, in a lot of the processes, and even like not even just what people saying, but like the process is already in, in place. But like, do y'all think that's because we weren't in corporate America at first, so we kind of wasn't written into the plan? 
Or do you think that like some white people just they they own that shit? Like like it's just something you think that was like kind of inbred in some of these corporations because we wasn't even there at first, so they don't even know what to do with us. Or do you think it's some shit that they just do? I think I think I think they look at us like we should just kind of like bide our time, consider ourselves lucky to be there. Damn. Uh, the other thing I think is that's just how they operate because mm-hmm. like they talk. They talk to each other kind of reckless too. And that's but, you know, why I ask because and, they, they, yeah. they shit on each other too. Right, and, yeah. and like if you if you let somebody talk to you that way, that that's on you, okay? Right, you know, <laughs> you your own person. Right. But that's not gonna happen with me, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, all of a sudden I was I wasn't a team player. I was disruptive, mm-hmm. aggressive. And yeah, hell yeah, I was angry because someone made a racist ass term and y'all refused to acknowledge that shit. Yes, I'm angry. Yeah, yeah all that shit. Shit like, shit like that you needs know? to be addressed right then. Yeah. yeah, that's not nothing we need to schedule a meeting for. Exactly. You know right. Like, yeah. I mean, if somebody two weeks from now, let's talk about the white guy who said nigger or haji or something like. I mean, no, like, no, let's no, just no. be honest though. Somebody had to say a fag. We'd address that shit right then. I'm not. I, I hate the. I hate, yeah, I feel you. I'm I hate the what if that. game, so I'm not gonna play that. But I'm like, you, you know, yeah, that, that's out there too, I guess. But I'm just kind concentrating on what was actually said you know? <laughs> right. well, you know? you know? but I'm just saying I think that's that's definitely uh that's definitely something that's different I, I guess I want to ask this too and then I, I got an example myself but I guess I want to ask this too um do like being in corporate America I mean all three of us have been in corporate America at one point or another um <laughs> um do, do you feel like there is I won't say competition but do you feel like there is some kind of like urge to at least be like have that same aggression that they have for LGBT for us, like in corporate America. Like, do do we feel the need to have that type of attention and that kind of aggression to resolve shit? I don't know. I'm not, we don't have that. I don't know. I'm not LGBTQ. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't. I don't have to be you know. I, really, I mean, yeah, treat them like treat everybody else. Like you know. You know. You never. We won't like. We won't know. We we can't know because obviously we're we're. Even though what, civil rights was '65, like you gotta think about it. Like mm-hmm. we only, right? have, we only yeah. have really seven, 70 years, seventy probably to less than a hundred years total working in corporate America. So we got a lot of ground to make up. Yeah. Not even that, really. When you look at, you know, when when they they trying to, you know, to actually get us in there, right? You know what I mean? You know, all those initiatives. So even yeah, you're right though, man. That's they're a great like, point. So we're trying to like we're trying to make up stuff, like you said. Some of the stuff is already established because. Hell, they did it to what was it? What's, what's what? What's that major that crazy TV show that everyone loves? Mad Men. Like it showed you how they demoralized. I've never seen that. Yeah, I've secretaries seen. like from the mid, I think 30s and 40s and 50s and I think some of the 70s. They showed you, but it, it was one of the TNT's highest rated TV shows. But it showed you how uh, corporate America was back in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. Mistresses, all you know. Still is really, but. Melzman, <laughs> but we. They just cover it up show. better. And also for sure, like, but those are some of the things that are instilled in today in, in corporate America. And people don't know how to break. Now they're they're forcing you to break it. And people don't like. No, nah, just we'll have a meeting about that. No, we address it right now in front of everybody. Where people go home feeling the right way instead of feeling uneasy. Like, yeah. oh, he really had nerve to say that. I gotta watch what I gotta say around exactly uh, Bob or Bill or, or Craig. Todd. Or like, because, because if you wait, if you waiting to Timothy. have a meeting about some shit that you know, happened, you got you people enough time to rationalize it. Like it's exact, right. it's dog. Exactly, I was gonna say the exact same thing. So there's too much time to try to like put an excuse behind it. So it's definitely an issue. I think for me though, um, is because I think when when I worked in corporate American, like in, in all aspects, 
I think is with me it's kind of like it's a it's an identity thing because I know most of the time when I go into a corporate office I don't look like most like corporate people like I don't I don't shave my beard <laughs> like I wear my hat to my desk like I, I do that kind of thing more and I think that hmm? more attractive after <laughs> <laughs> that of course like there's always like some sort of stigma especially when people like find out where I you know where I'm from I remember just recently when I was uh, when I was working at General Motors. I guess school to talk about them now. Um, but there, it was a lot of it was a lot of young white millennials, and even the uh, even in management, uh, people was like you know between 30 and 35, like all these uh, white people who either lived in surrounding areas or have, have now migrated to the city. And I think the the fact that well, I'm sorry, they didn't migrate to the city, but they work in the city, obviously. And I think the fact that I was actually probably the, I want to say, yeah, I was the only person in the office that actually lived in the city of Detroit. And it's like when I talked about Detroit, it's amazing to me how, how bad they shit on the city that they, that they take so much resources out of though. It's like, how can you talk so bad about a city that you work in? Like you chose to come down here, but like you don't want to, you don't want to go outside this half mile radius because you like afraid for your life. In, in all honesty, the, the General Motors building is downtown Detroit. Like nothing's happening downtown. Um, but it's like the, the way they talk about things and, and the way they mention, um, because I mentioned to them like, you know, where, where I was from. And amazingly, like even some of the black, it was two black girls that, that worked there. And one of them had like no idea where I was talking about because she was like from Saginaw or something. So she, she had just moved uh, like to Gross Point or something. I don't know, I can't remember. But um, like the, the fact remains that even black or white people who don't live in the city have like a preconception of what's going on there, which I get it because I've lived outside the city and outside the state before and looking in from a media standpoint, it's fucking horrible. Like I ain't gonna lie, I look at it and, and it makes you, it, it will make you think that people are animals. Like the media really control like what you see and how you feel about certain people. So I get that point. But I think when you're working in the office and we all in the same, we all, you know, in the same group, on the same team, um, there needs to be some kind of like boundaries, obviously, um, to to how people talk to each other and to be able to express your views and have me be able to counter those views without looking like the angry black guy in the you know in the office. And I think that's the stigma that we come with, especially with women. I know they get it probably more than we do, but like as a black man in corporate America, what's what's scary about the whole situation is that you feel like you never get to voice your opinion because like you're afraid to rock the boat, you know what I'm saying? And that's that's not acceptable. And I think that's the part, where even with the racial undertones and just the, the way people, I, and I hate to say it like this because I don't want to seem like we're whining, but like the way you're being handled in corporate America is just, I'm not with that shit. And I know that white people do that to each other in corporate America, so I know it's a, it's a practice. And the scary thing about corporate America, it is a direct representation of how America works in the first place. So like if you look at the grand scheme of corporate America, this is how the world works. And that's why we actually have a problem right now. And we want to we want to address it. Don't mean that we just want to kill all white people. <laughs> like we just want to want to have it addressed so people understand what's going on and act accordingly. The same way to the same standards that we're held to. Like it's always it's always concerning to me that um, this is just like interaction with police, if we want to make that equation. This is just like interaction with police. It's always amazing to me how people, uh, people not of color, I guess we would say, um, are able to confront authority with, with so much, so much angst. Like we can't really white people. <laughs> I'm always trying to be politically correct, 
But yeah, we can't even uh, we can't go against the machine without you know looking aggressive. And I and I think what what scares people um, about that aggression so much is that that fear of knowing that you did wrong shit. Like if you didn't do wrong shit, um, most shit wouldn't scare you. You know what I'm saying? Like black people wouldn't scare you if you wasn't over here saying nigga shit. Like so the dude who said the. Uh, you know, the little, the little racist, uh, basically racist word, mm -hmm. um, derogatory word and shit. Now, once you brought that up, though, um, and they said something about a meeting or whatever, like, did the, did the guy, like, ever actually personally, like, take responsibility for that and say, like, yeah, I shouldn't have said that shit? Or uh, did anything happen? I doubt it, um, yeah. but honestly, I don't know, right? You know, obviously, you know, it, it, he didn't say it to me, you know, and, and, and not that I would have let him anyway because, like, yeah, you said, you, you said it, and at that point, it. you act like, it's no, like what, uh, whatever, you know, like, so I know how you really feel about it, so, you know, I wouldn't yeah. accept an apology for him any, anyway, okay. and I'm like, fuck your apology, right, <laughs> but, um, the dude, like, <laughs> I don't think ever anything ever happened, right, you yeah. know, um, he was still working there and day in, day out, none of that, you know. Right. I think he recently got a promotion not long ago, to tell you the truth. <laughs> like, for real. Like, I mean, I'm not joking. Yeah. Like, for real. Um, you know, because in Amazon, they do it by levels. You know, you're level four, you're level five, you're level six. Right. I think at the time, he was a level five, and I think he's a level six now, right? So, yeah, I mean. So, you know what? So, oh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, too. Like, yeah, basically, you encourage it, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you don't discourage it and if you don't stop it, it's, it's going to fester and it's going to grow. So, yes, you're encouraging it, right? And nobody did anything to stop it. So, it is what it is. I think they know how to, like, corporate America knows how to hide it from within, but they don't know how to hide it from like, from the external sources. In the sense of people in their, in their um, races, you know, uh, um, videos or protests or whatever it is, when they get caught on tape, like, they, they, they train themselves. Corporate America's training, and America's training itself, in general, like I said, corporate America's a representation of what's going on in America, not the world. I, I, I can't speak for the world. But they know how to hide it underneath blue, like paper and paperwork. Right. Like, we can't fire you, but when they see a racist rant on a video or something like that, they quick to cut, cut cancel, like cancel culture. They're quick to fire for it. We don't, we don't agree with his or hers anti-Semitic or black outlets, they're gone. Yeah. But you see it in a team meeting, like, did he just say Hajib in a team meeting, like, we're gonna call <laughs> it out. Well, this is not the time and the place to do that. Yeah. But when it No, speaking of anti-Semitic, I think we gotta have a conversation about Nick Cannon, okay, right? Yeah. yeah, we gotta have a conversation Man, he about made that him. bullshit apology. He did an apology? I think, didn't he apologize? Oh, I'm not sure. I think he apologized. I think he apologized to the Jewish yeah. community. Jewish I think 50 said something about him apologizing. You know, y'all 50 trying to be clowning. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I think he apologized. I'm not going to lie about that one, though. The apology is what I, what I didn't want, because I don't think that he said anything derogatory. I think the only thing he said was things that have been already written by other authors anyway. Like, this, mm -hmm. is, this is just kind of regurgitating information. It's not like he made something up or said something derogatory. Um, but as far as this, let, let me say this though. Um, I had one conversation uh, with a colleague of mine and uh, we had a conversation about this and I was just saying that um, his thing was, okay, so what did, what did he get out of you know, saying what he said or whatever, right? So I said to me, looking at, looking at the situation, I, I'm not looking at what was, what was derived from him saying, you know, uh, you know, whatever he said about, you know, about Jews and things like that. Um, but what I am looking at is the possibility that after he was fired, the possibility of creating something of our own, 
because obviously if, if he gets you know fired from a major like Viacom obviously uh, we can create something else possibly with Diddy or somebody with, with Revolt or something that's kind of you know under black ownership I think that's uh, an advancement for us so I think it could be a plus out of that but uh, I think where we ran into an issue is this colleague said uh, you get to a certain point when you're making enough money you need to keep your mouth shut and that shit kind of fucked with me. Like, I really didn't know that anybody in my circle thought like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, kind of, it kind of fucked me up. Because I feel like, certainly, once I get to a certain uh, point of making enough money, I, that's when I should be the most vocal. And, and I know it's risky. I know it's a lot on the line. I know it's a lot of people who uh, were employed by, uh, you know, wilding out and shit like that. But at the end of the day, I think that everybody that was uh, in that, you know, associated with that show... They're not, they not living on their last leg. Like, I don't think they go die if the show don't come back. And obviously, I think Nick Cannon is in, in a lot of, in a several different positions where he'll be able to hook them up with something somewhere. And I think this is gonna be advantageous for us as a culture to move forward into something of more black ownership. You know, something away from Viacom. But he said that though, and I'm just wondering, like, in, inside your circles, like, do you ever think, and Corporate Cody, I'm gonna start, <laughs> Corporate Cody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it can be corporate code. It can be your real name. I don't know. Um, you already said your name, so it's fine. Um, so, Ryan, like, you can you can uh, comment on this uh, first. Like, did you ever do you ever think that like inside the circle that that you kind of had these conversations with? Um, would you ever think that somebody in that circle would actually have that belief system? Like, no. once you get to a certain point, like you better you better shut up, be no. quiet. Like, no. that's a real cool shit to me, though. Yeah, that'll wait. Yeah. That'll make. I mean, honestly, that made me look at my, my circle and my friends in general, like, in another way, it's like, you exactly. know, like, okay, yeah. I just got to move with you differently, like, yeah. I see where your mind is, and, like, I still love you, still a friend, like, but I just see how you move, and, like, man, I don't want to move with that same type of energy, like, dude. I should shut up, like, dude, they playing you, and you okay with being played? I mean, simple, basically, yeah, right, like, that's what it amounts to. That's that, uh, what's that? Docile ass Negro. Docile ass That's what <laughs> right. that is, yeah. That's exactly yeah, what it is. is. But what you think, man? It's inside your circle, somebody come up with some shit like that. And you really would like, kind of, that's out of left field, though. Definitely nothing that I would have thought that anybody that, you know, I connect with on a, on, you know, on a basis like that would ever come across like that. I try to keep my circle pretty small. My circle is pretty small anyway. Um, so, so yeah, I, I would be highly surprised yeah. if, if that came out of someone from my circle. Um, quite frankly, we, we probably have to ha have a discussion, you know, obviously. <laughs> no, I mean, like, for real, man, the man yeah. type shit, like, you know, I want to know what's going on, what's, what's happening. Yeah. Can I keep fucking with you or can I not, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> no, like, make too much money to keep your mouth, keep, keep your mouth shut? No, like, that, that's not like some old coon Uncle Tom ass shit, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm... I'm not broke, you know. I'm not obviously not a rich man, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna say what's on my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, at the end of the day, that's all. You yeah, get. there's obviously ways and things and situations. You know how we go about things differently, right? I think you are rich. I, I've learned this with, with, with finances. We're all rich. Just we're not all well, not uh, You know, I'm, I'm talking about rich, nigga. Just like you know, go out and just rich. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Spin, spin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about the bottom line. Well, no, not even the spin, spin, spin. Rich, but just, yeah. wealthy does. <laughs> Maybe, but y'all know what I mean out there, okay? Right. Jeez, but anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, and like my my word, who I am can't be bought, right? So money shouldn't even matter. Yeah. 
Especially when I when That's I'm some not old house ass Negro shit. That shit made me mad thinking about it. No, I'm telling you, like on, on some real shit. Uh, uh, we were actually um, up at the bar when we was having this conversation, and shout out to nephew again, classic pothead. Um, he was with me, and like when dude said that shit, he dismissed himself. He's like, all right, though. I'm outside. Like he didn't want to engage in the conversation. The only reason I engaged in the conversation is because. I couldn't believe it, so I was like, at least let me explain what I'm saying there, because like maybe you're thinking about it wrong, you know what I'm saying? But like after I after I pleaded my case and told him like how I understood it, he was still you know on that same side. So I was like, you know what, dog? We I'm not we we go to create a disagree, bro. Like, I, yeah, but like now it do it do make me look at like you know shit a certain way because I we always get down to the you know how many of us go really go along and shit, and I know Bo always say you get your ten. And roll and shit, and I think that you know sometimes people you know uh, kind of separate themselves out of that team by some of their actions and shit they say. I mean, it really caught me by surprise though, because he normally is like one of the more kind of militant people, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But then for them to say that just kind of fucked me up. And like, and let's look at it like this. So even though I said that the people that's on the show probably not uh, for the most part not living you know check to check, they all doing their own thing. This is just something they come together to do. But let's say that they was though. Sometimes, though, like I mean, you, you can't really have success without some failure. So at some point, it's gonna be some it's gonna be some roadblocks in the road, and if that means that I get to say what I need to say and get some information out, and and we sacrifice you know our livelihood at that point. Sometimes those sacrifices are necessary, and if you don't feel like those sacrifices are necessary, then that's gonna be that's a tough fight to to, to that's a tough battle to fight uh, alongside me because it's gonna be some like it's, it's gonna be some of those. So that just means that. Now I'm kind of uneasy about, you know, where, and, and this is uh, not using it uh, uh, literally, but like, like where I'm taking, like, so whatever path I'm going on, if this is your thinking, I, I, I don't know if, I, no, I'm not gonna say I don't know, you can't come, like, you, you can't come, but, but we was originally just in a circle, but then it's kind of like, it's weird now. Like I, I really don't know what to do with that shit. Like I, in, in all honesty, and that's something I, I think I mentioned that shit on the uh, on my other show last week. But um, yeah, I, I don't really know what to do with that, dog. And especially when we had so many ideals that kind of lined up. So I, I thought we was kind of on the same path, but possibly not. So what do you what do you do with with people in your circle like that? I mean, because you don't necessarily want to cut them off. I don't guess. I mean, we all different, right? I mean. Yeah. Me, me necessarily, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's if, if it's someone, it, if it's someone that, that that's definitely you know was a solid person in my circle, you know, yeah, you know, obviously I care about them as a person, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna try to see what's going on and see if something can be salvaged. Mm -hmm. um, if, if if it goes the other way, then like sometimes you know you got to move on from people, you know, yeah. you know you, you dap them up. Thank them for what you know they gave you, what you you know, what you gave them, what you learned from each other, and you fucking move on and shit. Um, I've had to do that with some people. Some people have had to do that with me. You know, sure. that's just that's just life, I guess. You know? Now, kind of we shift. outgrow each other sometimes. That's true. And just shifting that back to um, what we was talking about originally, with you know, kind of some of the microaggressions in corporate America, like, and to put this back into uh, back into terms with like that person in your circle that seems to like not quite be on board with you know where you're going when you're looking at those people in corporate america that you would believe to be in your circle i think we talk about this all the time i think it's an added obligation and it, it maybe it shouldn't be but it's an added obligation for people that look like me to kind of 
I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to bust the door open, but I feel like if you're there, like, especially in a, in a management or a higher level position to at least kind of like, don't let me die by the wayside. You know what I'm saying? Now, is, is that, is that unfair though? I mean, if you're looking at the fact that you got people in your own circle that sometimes don't line up. So like, is it unfair to think that somebody just because they look like you as in corporate America should be like reaching out to other brands? Like, is it unfair to think that? No, it's not unfair to think that because that's that's been happening for decades. You know, um, <laughs> from people from white folks and people who don't look like us or whatever. Yeah. You know, uh, pretty much whatever ethnic group you think about in this country, right? Like, they're always pretty closely knit. You know, think about, you know, white folks, you know, Koreans, you know, Indians or whatever, you know. Officers referrals, right? I mean, yeah, because that's familiar. That's what we recognize, that we share, you know, similar interests and things like that, right? So no, I don't think that's unfair at all. You know, that's the way it should be. And I and I asked that, and I think I mentioned this probably on several episodes, but I'm gonna mention it again, because it's season finale of season two. But, it, there was a time again at General Motors, um, and I guess I explained the situation from the top. I came in because I was working in the afternoons, so I was getting there at like a three thirty, four o'clock, something like that. I can't remember, but I was coming in, and this one white girl that's on my team, like she run, she running down the aisle, like what the hell, like I haven't even plugged my laptop in or nothing. Like I still got my hat on because I wear my hat inside the office, even though I shouldn't. But uh, anyway, so before I sat down, she asked me had I checked my email. So I started laughing like, dog, my laptop is in my bag. I haven't done anything, like what's wrong? So apparently the day before I had worked on a, a case with uh, one, of the, one of the General Motors, uh, uh, what you call that, dealerships. And we got a couple of different systems. So I had done, I had done the, the casework, reached out to the uh, dealership and everything and documented everything. But because we was working in split systems, if you pull it up in a different system, you won't see the documentation. So I guess apparently it came back across her desk and it looked like I had looked at the case and didn't do nothing, right? So immediately, I guess she she finished the she uh she finished the work or whatever and sent an email to me and my uh, and my supervisor. And like you know how corporate emails are. Instead of <laughs> like it was passive aggressive. She said that she wanted to know why I opened the case and didn't do X, Y, and Z. This is what the email said. And she she uh, she tagged my supervisor, which was the only black manager in the in the whole office, right? So she running over there to tell me now because she didn't find out she fucked up, and she realized that I actually did do it, but she didn't send the email already. So she explaining all this to me, and then she's saying she's so sorry, like I didn't I didn't want that email to come across. Yes, she did. That's why you sent the motherfucker. Like that's exactly why you sent it. But then I'm not mad at her. You know why? Because to me, I know how white women operate in corporate America because they getting fucked <laughs> harder than we are. So I get it. I understand how she operating. Harder so, than we are. I'm talking about man, chill out, now. <laughs> not literally, motherfucker. No, no, no. I don't mean it literally. Like I think so. No, bro, no. No. I mean, I think, I mean they, they get a, what? They get a raw end of the stick too, though. I'm not saying everything is, is cool with them, but yeah. black men have a better situation in corporate America than white women? Are you serious? I don't know. Hell no. I haven't been in it long enough. <laughs> I got no. the hell out. Hell no. <laughs> oh, no, I got the hell out. Hell no. But, uh, all right, so look, all that aside, I understand that's how they get down, so I get it. I ain't even mad at her. But this is where I was mad at, though. My immediate supervisor, right, black dude, uh, you know, supposedly from Detroit, but, uh, my thing was this, she CC'd me, uh, I mean dude, on the email, and this is all I wanted, dog. All I wanted 
him to do was to come over to my desk and say, I seen old girl CC me on something that you took care of. Make sure you cross all your T's and dot all your I's because, like, dog, they, that's how it is in here. That's all I wanted. I didn't want to do nothing extra. But then it's like he never had a conversation with me. So now I'm just like, um, what are you actually doing for me, dog? You know what I'm saying? Like, look out for me. We the only two black dudes on the team. I'm on the, I'm on the regular team. He in management. That's it. That's us. Ain't no more black dudes in the whole office, dog. Like, you couldn't just be like, hey, cuz, like, look, on some real shit, <laughs> like, watch your back, cuz. Like, okay, just say that. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted, dog. And my first, my first time in corporate America, I went from being a uh, direct program director at Boys and Girls Club to corporate America. My first week, I remember, because my, my buddy gave me the job with uh, the company, and I was, just, I was just a bull in the China shop. I just never saw myself working in shirt and ties and all that stuff, and I was, right. I was still, you know, uncool. And then my, my buddy, who's also my roommate, and he kept real with me. He's like, uh, this is like my second week. He's like, I'm gonna be real with you, dog. They betting on when they gonna fire you. They got a poll going when they gonna fire you. Like, you serious, dog? So yeah, they got a bet. They don't think you gonna make it past the 30 days, dog. So I was letting you know, they betting on you to lose. And this type of whole ass game they play in corporate America, like, they, but no one, but this is like, thank God my black friend came over this, this black guy told me what was going on. Yeah. Challenge, and I'll show you how we get busy out here. So, like, yeah. all right, cool, you ain't saying nothing to work. And him ended up being top two producers for the company for like five years straight. Yeah. Just the fact that no one saw me struggling in the mm. beginning, like I said, but I think I was my best friend who came over and told me, like, no, oh, they gambling on you. They, they ain't picking a poll day when you're gonna get yeah. fired. Like, Duh, and that's what I'm Nobody saying. Nobody wants to come tell me what I did wrong. Hmm. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. And, and, and not even tell, yeah, Thank tell you, you what you did wrong, but like, it's, it's got to be a coachable moment. Yeah, yeah, shit, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Corrective action plan. Yeah, right. feedback, however they want to refer to it. You know, they yeah, exactly. refer to it so many different things nowadays, right? For sure. You know, but so I just say, hey, I got some feedback for you. Come here. You know yeah. what I mean? And we talk. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes, you know. I get a lot of meetings, you know, my, my calendar to get full pretty, pretty quickly. You know, I might not be able to talk right away, right? Yeah. So I'm, mean, you know, you send, send somebody to know, hey, we need to connect. So what happening, I want to give you some advice, you know, at, yeah. at, at least, you know, give somebody a rain check or something, right? Least, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and cause, cause, cause I get it, some, you know, things get busy, but also sometimes you want, you know, myself, you know, I'm talking about now, I'm very particular about who watches me do stuff and who I talk to and, and what I do, right? Because I already know I'm being watched. So I already know they're, they're trying to, you know, gain some capital to hold against me in case whatever happens in the future. You know what I mean? Exactly. So you just got to be, you just got to move very, very, you got to be very, very calculating, I guess, right? You know, very sure. deliberate about some things, man, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's the thing about corporate America. Like I say, everything is kind of delivered anyway. Like it needs to be anyway. It's, it's kind of like, it's a, you have to be direct with things because it's so much, um, I can't even think of another word. It's just so much bullshit in corporate America. I think that sometimes it's just it's hard to it's hard to overcome, especially when you start looking at the things that that happen in America all the time are happening right there in that corporate office as well. And, and I just I think we we talked about this on another episode. I, I do see the I do also understand um, some people in different positions where their hands I, I won't say their hands are tied because I think you can always have a conversation. You might not be able to, like, you know, directly pull some strings, but you should always be able to pull pull my coattail. Though. I, I think that takes nothing. You're not gonna lose your position or whoever's, you know, watching you because everybody's watching somebody. 
Um, so like a lot of times they're in, in kind of in the middle, so they're watching you, but they got somebody on their back. I get that part, but like I still think I, I at least deserve the conversation. And I, and I see when when that doesn't happen, um, it's two things that that ran through my head in my situation anyway. Uh, the first thing was maybe maybe this whole corporate America thing not for dude, you know what I'm saying, like my, my manager, cause like he probably don't see it like I see it. Maybe he's just using this shit as a stepping stone somewhere else, just like I am. He just happened to be in management. And that happens too, but like if you really trying to maneuver around though, and this is how it's about to be, like we, we such a small percentage in there, like you at least owe me the heads up though. I should not be coming in and running on ground level with nobody pulling my coattails when I got somebody that look like me in upper management. It just don't make sense. I shouldn't be out here motherfucking running around like a you know chicken with a head cut off when you can just tell me like, no, go that way. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, bro. Like you ain't gotta open the door for me, just hey dog, go that way, bro. And so so I know what to do. Yeah. And I again, this is just like in life, in your circle and everything else, a lot of times you just can't you can't hold other people accountable for shit that you think make perfect sense. It don't make perfect sense for everybody, you know what I'm saying? But getting back to racial overtones or undertones, rather, uh, in that situation, I never, uh, I never really encountered any, any like direct like being called like a nigga no. or something like that. Like Outside I. Besides, a lot of this. You know, I had this conversation <laughs> with. Uh, I had this conversation with. It, it, uh, a black acquaintance of mine, a black male acquaintance of mine. Mm. Uh, I want to say no names. I want to put his business out there. Okay. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we we had this conversation, right? It was just kind of like, man, you know, we see all these things going on with race today, you know, and all these things going viral, and these people saying this and these people saying that. Mm. And you know, myself and this gentleman are, are two rather large black men <laughs> and rather aggressive looking and acting black men, right? So I was like, dog, think about it, like. It's not a coincidence, you know. It's not a coincidence. Right. Ain't nothing come up to me or you talking that that right. bullshit like that, yeah. unless they're high or drunk or something like that, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> this is not a coincidence. I, yeah, I, I just thought it, it's, it's the funniest thing, man. You know, you watch these little back and forths and whatnot, and then uh, I don't know why. Maybe y'all can shed some light on this. I don't, I don't know why, why white folks think they can just get away with some of the shit they've been saying. You know, because like audacity, because what was starting audacity. to happen, yeah. <laughs> but we see some of these things that start happening now. They they paying for their little their little things. They see like they catching some two pieces out here, you know, with a biscuit, you know. Right. So, <laughs> hey, I, I don't know, man, but uh, I think a lot of times it's just really like a lot of what's what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, it, a lot of things they just have that ex expectation that they're able to do. Like, yeah, they don't even have to entitle they, they, Yeah, that's they, they, they feel for. like that shit just that's the, that's is, 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 is there starting off with, right? Exactly. Um, damn, what was it? I think we was talking about it not long ago. Um. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. 
any anyway, I'm not gonna sit here and try to remember it if it comes to me. Great. But <laughs> but right. <laughs> I, I want to address the thing that that this brought up though, right? So um, we we were at a, a a soccer game yesterday. Right. I didn't know if we was gonna get into the actual location. Yeah. No, uh, just the actual we, we, situation. Yeah, we, but we we here now, so we were at a soccer game, okay. and um, you know everybody was everybody was cool, you know nothing yeah. like that. And very, very diverse room. Yeah, it was. It was. People from Peru, people from where else was it? Uh, Ecuador or something like that. Germany. Germany, black folk, white folk, you know, yeah. Detroit. Detroit, yeah. Very diverse room, right? It was. And so, here, here's my thing. I don't know if anything was, was, was meant purposely by, by, by this or not. You know, I don't know what their relationship is. But it just... This just goes to speak about, you know, you got to be careful what you say because you don't know who was around you right. and how they're going to how they're going to take it. Right. Because of how I took it, this this person walked up to another person and uh, I, I don't know this for sure. I assume they work together. Right. Yeah. You know? they, yeah. From that conversation. Yeah, it kind of seemed like, like yeah. it seemed like a, a, a boss, you know, subordinate type conversation almost. Yeah. True. So the person who I think may be the boss was like, hey. This is my uh, this is my Hispanic, yeah. right? So obviously the the subordinate was I don't like using that word subordinate, but that person was Hispanic. Hispanic, yeah. But they referred to them as first of all, this is my okay possessive showing yeah. ownership, right? Hick, you know, Hick as in country person, country. Hispanic. Yeah. First of all, I don't belong to no goddamn body, right? Right. <laughs> Definitely ain't no motherfucking Hick, yeah. right? Call me exactly what I am, a black man, you know? And I think what, what caught everybody off guard was that it didn't catch nobody else off guard. Exactly. Like, so that's what was weird. Like, and so, like, nobody paused yeah. or, and, and the I had sent a text to these guys, like, hey, y'all ready to go, man? <laughs> hey, look, you the know? subordinate yeah. was with her husband. And yeah. he didn't even flinch, like. Mm-hmm. So, that, so you know, yeah, man. I guess yeah. it's just what it is. Yeah. Right, yeah. He agrees with that guy who told you, once you get to have the money, you shut your mouth. Right. Yeah, they definitely the same circle. Don't say that a word, brother. <laughs> yeah, I, I just didn't think that was cool, you know. And like, yeah. you don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. If, <laughs> he hey, was ready to go at that point. Yeah, that's why I sent a text. Like, okay, y'all ready? Because <laughs> right. I heard it, and then I want to say she said know. it multiple times, though. I think so. I think she said it more than once. I think so. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. strange, strange mm-hmm. encounter, though. But then that, that's one of those things, though. Like, um, people become comfortable with shit that they shouldn't. You know what I'm saying? And that, that happens in corporate America a lot, though. You come comfortable with shit because you're trying to get to a certain level. But it's like you definitely don't want to, like, um, lower your standards yes, sir. For, for that to happen, though. Like, and that's something that I think that as, as black people, we, we do so much of that anyway. Just trying to live a regular life, we compromise so much. So you get to corporate America, it's like, bro, I'm, I'm straight. I'm not compromising that. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause we do it so much just in everyday life. And um, Code switching. Yeah, that definitely code switch. And and I, I wanted to say this too because I think we we all gave corporate America, uh, you know, uh, scenarios. But I did I did want to say this though. Um, I don't really I don't really know if this is like racial undertone, but like sometimes white people try to be too cool, like trying to like show yeah, your show just, your blackness. Just be you, man. Like y'all just be you, bro. Like when we was at the gun, again, like so everybody was talking about corporate experiences, but I had one experience and uh, what? What's listening? <laughs> I'm just listening, bro. All the hella attentive. <laughs> so I know it's some bullshit coming. No, 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 I know. No, 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 I said, look, we at the gun range or whatever, and uh, we get we in line, you know, making our purchase, 
And um, again, this is where white people just trying to be like too cool and trying to be too down and shit. So obviously, I guess a white dude was like from Detroit or something. He asked us where we was from. I told him where, you know, he was from Detroit or whatever. He was like, where at? So I said, you know, six mile over, you know, 4205. So he said he from over by Persian or something. But anyway, he said, so this is your first time purchasing, you know, with us. And I was like, yeah. So he's like, so this is your first time having a legal gun, huh? Which, when you say that, like, I guess you're trying to be facetious, but then it's still that, that idea that you... He knew exactly what That it made me feel like, so, because I'm a nigga from the city, then I've been always getting illegal guns. Like, he knew like exactly that, what he was saying. Yeah, so, I, like, I smirked it off, you know what I'm saying, because I be trying to, I be trying to let motherfuckers live, you Peace know what I'm saying? Yeah, I be trying to let motherfuckers live. Peace I, 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 I fight the battles that need to be fought and shit, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that dude is going to be who he is the rest of his life. Nothing I said that that day was gonna change true, that shit. True, true. But I was so I just I let certain motherfuckers live. But it, he said that shit, and then he said something to my nephew about. Uh, he said like he said he, he probably he said he probably more black than he is because he went to Persia and shit. Right, this is what he told my nephew. Now I, I wasn't over there, but I heard the conversation. I was just like, damn, this nigga getting out of control. You know what I'm saying? Like this nigga get out of, he get out of pocket. <laughs> like so, look, dog. Um, we want to get into the positions that that we need to be in, the ones that we qualify to be in. Um, allies are cool. You don't have to do extra to prove that that you down for the cause. Be your be your motherfucking self. If you racist, be racist. If you don't understand black people, don't understand black people. Like be who you are though. Like stop trying to do so much because like that's something from our culture that we don't understand. Anybody trying to do too much. I, we we can't deal with that shit. Like I don't want you trying to be too black. Like just like in particular, like niggas from the hood. Like niggas from the hood don't always be hood niggas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you might have grew up in a certain area and that's just not your thing. Like myself. Like when 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 people tell when people tell me like oh, like you hood you from I'll be like dog I got a college degree nigga I wrote six books I'm not a hood nigga I'm not you know what I'm saying I'm not like so let's just let's be clear. And a lot of times a lot of times my my surroundings and what I grew up in. Um, does you know it will dictate some of the some of the things I say or some of the, some of the ways I present myself? Yeah, that, that happens. But yeah, I'm not no fucking thug. I'm not no hood nigga. Like like I I enunciate sometimes when I want to. You know what I'm saying? So like it, it, this is different. But like just be who you are though. Like if that's not who you, I had this conversation and this is just real quick uh, side story. I had this uh, conversation um, actually with Coco J with her uh, with her son because he was at the time I think he was like 18 or 19. And I was just asking, like on some real shit, like they didn't grow up in the city. So I'm like, dog, how many of your homies and how many of your family members are in jail or dead right now? And he like, none. So I was like, dog, you should be thankful for that shit and quit trying to live this fucking life. <laughs> That's not yours, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got Trying to get all of us in here got so many family members, so many friends who dead Boy, or in jail. Hell yeah, some dumb Bro, shit. Don't be this if you ain't got to be that. <laughs> Simple as that. Like, be be suburban, motherfucker. Like, get a good education in your suburban school, motherfucker. Like, live your life. You know quit, what? Quit trying. Quit trying. So yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Man. I also want to say this though, right? Mm. Yeah, don't try too hard. Mm. Definitely that. But if you got questions, if you curious about shit, come approach me. Yeah. I got to give a shout out to to, to to one of my homeboys. You know, I, I don't know if he wanted his, his name said or anything like that, so I'm gonna say it. Okay. But you know, white dude, and um. Uh, he reached out, you know, I went to high school with this cat. Uh -huh. You know, he, he reached out to me one day and he's like, hey man, like, obviously this shit is fucked up around here, bro. Like, 
I just got some questions, man. Like, can we just talk a little bit? Like, how, like I want to know a few things. That's and I was like, dog, I'm not an expert. I can tell you about my experiences and shit. Right. You know, but like, I'm not an expert. You know, I'm, I'm just saying. You know, he's yeah. like, yeah, man. I, I just, I just kind of want to hear some things, man. Like, cause, 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 literally, like, like some, I'm gonna say, some white folks out there really want to know what's going on. Like, yeah. cause they, they've never been through the shit. They have no, no idea. Yeah, no clue. And that's, that's, that's privilege right there in itself, right? right? You have no clue what it's like to be fucked with all the time and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, but I appreciate people like him because he just kept it 100 with me, man. He's like, hey, come over. You know, let's smoke a cigar. Let's rap a taste a little bit. Talk about this bullshit. I mean, like, you know, we just two people, but, you know, it's just like when those relationships are formed like that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and those conversations are being had and like motherfuckers like legitimately care. Yeah, you know. Come on at me. I, I I got no problem with talking to you. You know, we we we'll learn from each other. You know what I mean? That's that's all I'm saying. But like you said, that that try too hard shit. Yeah, quit. Yeah, quit. Quit. come on, yeah, bro. Don't, no, no, come on. Like, trying to, be, trying to be yourself. Prove, right. Trying to prove your acceptance. Yeah, just be yourself, man. Yeah. That's no, what I love about. I, I say it almost every episode, but that's what I love about my homeboy Toby, man. Yeah, for sure. Shout, Shout out to Toby. Man. You know what I mean. Sure. Happy anniversary, a couple days late. You know Happy what I mean. But yeah, you and you, you and Shay Shay, no, like no. Toby is a genuine ass dude, man. Yeah. yeah so I that, and that's that's the problem. So it's, it's cool. It's cool when when it get when it go down like that when people just kind of want to get educated because at the same time, like we we all need education on something. If you at a point where you think you know everything, then you definitely in the wrong circle anyway. Cause like every day that you live your life, you should be learning something new. And when people are genuinely interested in like what's going on, um, that's better perceived than somebody trying to like trying to convince you that they already down. You know what I'm saying for the for the cause. And if you ain't never like in real life, if you ain't never lived like I ain't even gonna say in the city, but if you ain't never lived through a, a, a day in your life being black, like you can't always exactly understand. Cause like it's a it's something you have to experience. You gotta live through it. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta live it. I can't lie. I can't really put it in words. But you can you can definitely ask questions, get some understanding. For sure. For sure. And and do realize that uh you know that, that there is there is a you know a kind of a conceived privilege um, when when you're not black. So whether you take advantage of that that uh, if you take advantage of that or even know that it exists, I think that there needs to at least be a conversation. If you're not even open to that then you can't ever tell me that you down for any cause that you know that we're talking about um sliding back to the uh to the whiskey real quick because we're getting ready uh to wrap it up and give you uh give you guys our top eight for the season which i think if you've been watching in louisville season, kentucky right in louisville, louisville the murder trail this is the first time the first day i've said it correctly like three times <laughs> louisville. 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 The waffles, though. <laughs> what about the waffles i just thought maybe people should ask you about the waffles <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, waffle, 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 so waffle. so right, before before we get out of here and me and Bo give our uh, our top eight uh, for the season, man. What do you uh, what do you think about Ruins Creek? Actually, I think it's pretty smooth. Like after that first initial cut glass, it got smoother and just yeah, it got smoother as a more and more and more I drank, and it just, the taste jumped out of me. Yeah. More, more. You know what surprises me? I've never seen you drink anything neat. Straight, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah I don't do it too often. Like, yeah, so, so you must like it. Yeah, right. Um, I think it's, I think it's almost to a point where um, it's such a, it's such a light sweetness that I think that ice will probably make it like too watered down. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it'd be too watered down. So, 
So you say this is this is uh, Ryan's first time being on the show, and mm-hmm. obviously the first time we've ever seen him drink anything without ice or yeah, pop with it, right? Uh, or soda, depending on where we are. Dang. Oh yeah, juice. down down here is Coke. Everything is Coke. Yeah, down, what kind of Coke, Coke you want? Right, uh, Coke I want. Right. Orange, vanilla Coke. <laughs> I took the other other type of Coke, but that's not that Sprite. Make it fuck out Coca Leaf. Cut. Gummy, don't they coming? Right. <laughs> Hey, so out of out of the uh, out of the whiskeys and bourbons that you had, like, what do you think about this one? Like, is it is it high up, low down? Like, what you think? I think this is one is uh, well, just to just to give you a, a sleeper. Scale. This is a sleeper. Out of all the okay. bourbons I've seen, y'all try some of the ones that y'all present, y'all, y'all allow me to taste with y'all. Allow you. Allow, right? Yeah, I know. Y'all kept me in the cage. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just to give you like a little ranking system too, what we've been doing at this point is uh, the uh, Black Power Fist. Mm-hmm. So out of five, how many would you get? I would give it three and a half. Three and a half? Oh yeah. shit. Like I said, it's a sleeper. It's a sleeper. It's, yeah. it's good enough, like come up with some more brands. Come out just come out with some. It's, no, it's all about building that legacy. Like it's, I think it's young and it's a good start. It's a good really really good start. Like mm-hmm. I said, three uh, three and a half black power fish. Because it's a smooth brand and you can drink neat and mm-hmm. relax. It's sure. definitely a cigar beer. I mean, cigar bread, uh, burger right here. Just enjoy it with neat as hell and just sitting outside. Neat as hell. I drink everything neat as <laughs> hell. Neat as hell. Neat as hell. Yeah. But yeah, I feel you. Okay. But what'd you say, bro? Um, I like it, man. Like, I, I'm going to give it a solid two and a half, you know, black power. Actually, I'm going to bump it up. I'm going to give it a solid three black power okay. fits. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it, I thought it was pretty deep. I mean, I, you know, for like a... A blind choice, you know what right. I mean? We was kind of like, hmm. Something you never heard of. Something very, Boom. very local. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, extremely local. You know what I mean? So, for sure. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I like it. I like it as well. I think, yeah, I'm probably, uh, I'm probably at a three with a two. Uh, three and a half is getting it too close to four, and I'm not ready to do that yet. Just because of, the, only because of the ones we had this season. Like, if it wasn't for some of the ones we had this season, I probably would have gave it more. Um, but definitely three. Um... And I think what's uh, what's unique about it though is that uh, even though it's it, it is sweet, it does have a little bite to it. So yeah, I know that a little bit. I mean, it's a hundred proof, right? You know, it, so yeah, that's definitely what it is. It's hundred proof. Because <laughs> there's a lot of sweeter ones that are almost too smooth. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's sweet, and then it's like that's it. It's sweet, and that's how it's right. going down. Like that's how it finished. Um, um, yeah, it's like that crown apple royal. That's too sweet. Yeah, yeah see that's yeah. That's you drink sweet. that like it's water. But you you can't talk about those in front of. That's like shit like old boy over here drinking, yeah. He said old boy, not old boy. <laughs> no, so, hey, I happen, I don't like the apple one, but I do like crown vanilla. I do. The shit is all right. It's not. If the, I'm going to drink a flavored liquor. The apple is sweeter than the than vanilla. If I'm going to drink a flavored liquor, the crown vanilla is Decent. bad, Decent. but on the high end of bad. The high end of bad. Okay. It's bad plus. It's bad plus. It's bad plus. It's like getting a C minus, so you know. <laughs> you don't got to take the class over, but like you glad that shit done. You know what I mean? So it's like getting a C minus. That's a hell of a fucking yeah, I'm just saying. But uh, yeah, so three for me too. So uh, three our way, three and a half uh, from Ryan. And this is what we're getting ready to do now. Uh, we're gonna go through all eight of the whiskeys and bourbons that we uh, that we had this season, and we're gonna go ahead and give them a rank. Uh, from eight until one. So uh, hang out for one second. We're coming right back with it. So we right back at you right now. Getting ready to break down all eight of the uh, whiskeys and bourbons that we had uh, this season. 
Um, so, Bo, I guess we'll start with you and shit. Uh, we got, we're going from eight to one, obviously. Um, so, if, you, uh, if you're not familiar with ones we had um, in no specific order, we will read those off. Uh, so, we had Maker's Mark 46, all right, uh, Stay 46, uh, Black Maple Hill, Widow Jane, uh, The Crown XR, Joe Lewis, uh, Traverse City, uh, Rowan's Creek, which we just had today, and Bro Brothers. So, um, eight to one, though, what you, uh, what is it looking like for you? All right, by number eight, mm -hmm. it's number eight, so I ain't gonna say shit about it, Makers. Number seven, <laughs> Crown. I was a little disappointed in the, like I said, it wasn't bad, but it's not, it didn't taste $130. I think that's you know, what it was. And shit, you know what that's I mean? What it was, yeah. yeah, but it's not bad. It's okay. But you can go buy you regular crown for twenty six dollars and be just as pleased. Which honestly would have been better. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Number six. I put Rowan's at number six, oh. which seems like it's a little low for it. But I mean, it, it, it's got to prove to me, right? Yeah. It's a rookie right now, so the rookie got to prove shit to me. You know what I mean? Man, so it's got to step up the game up a little bit. You okay. Mad if I never said. No, I ain't be. No, no. <laughs> so like I tell y'all all the time, what you like is what you like. You know sure. what I mean? It's like I ain't, I ain't mad at what you like or what you don't like. No doubt. Um, number five is Widow Jane. Okay. Um, number four. Uh, let, me, let me back it up. So the Widow Jane. The one thing I really do like about Widow Jane is the. The focus on making it with like natural ingredients, you know, like sure. everything is like it's for real, like taken from nature and whatnot. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, non-GMO, sure. straight up mineral water, whatever. So okay, that's what's up. Um, number four, number four, I got uh, Joe Lewis. Mm -hmm. um, I was kind of surprised by the Joe Lewis because like I remember, you know, like at the nose, I was like, mm, I don't know, man. I think it's gonna be strong, but I'm not really looking at the taste. But it, it was actually okay. Like yeah, yeah. Um, Number three, uh, Black Maple Hill. I've known about Black Maple Hill for a long time. You know, obviously, it, it, it's a blend. Um, Black Maple Hill is not a place. Some dude with some money was just like, he came down to the bourbon trail and was like, hey, I want to make a bourbon. You know, I want this, this, and this, and I'm going to mix them all together and whatnot. You know, and they kind of hooked them up and whatever, and they came up with Black Maple Hill. But it tastes right. good to me, you know. I remember so. when we Googled it, I swore it was a place. Like, I it was a place. <laughs> yeah, it's not a place, it's not a place. you know. <laughs> um, number two, so a surprising number two, because I did not see this coming out. Like, I, I've seen it around, mm -hmm. but I didn't think it would be like good at all. But Traverse City was pretty damn good. That Traverse City bourbon was pretty good. You know what I mean? Like, I, I buy it on a regular basis now. You know, like, I keep a regular stock of it at the crib. Mm -hmm. um, the number one, for several reasons, you know. Right, several reasons. So my number one reason is because it's three black brothers, you know what I mean? When they own distillery and they doing big things. So, like, shout out to the bro brothers, man, you know what I mean? Literally brothers. Yeah, yeah literally yeah. brothers, you know what I mean? And then number two, this shit is delicious. Right, like the shit was dope. Like the broke, dog. Like, like I asked her when we just went when we went it's to go close. buy this. I had asked her. I was like, you, you guys got bro brothers? And she's like, oh no, we don't. We don't. Oh, we I was like, damn, it. okay. But yeah, bro brothers is my number one with a bullet. Like, for sure. Traverse City was good, but it don't even no. It's not even the same class as bro brothers. Right. Like, I, I put it up right up there with okay. not as high, but almost as high with Uncle Nearest. For sure. You know, I know Uncle Nearest isn't a burden. You know, but. Bro Brothers was on point. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so uh, let's uh, let's move to mine. I, it's, it's it's similar, honestly, especially at eight and seven. Um, so I did have those uh, backwards from you, so I 
Crown is my number eight. And again, I think that uh, sort of just piggybacking off what you said, I don't think it was the worst thing I ever had, but for the price tag, it simply just didn't make yeah. sense. From what I understand, though, is that the, uh, what's the one under the XR? XO? Oh, the XO, yeah. I, from what I understand, the XO is better than the XR. And obviously, it's probably about $60 cheap. So, yeah, the XO um, runs about $65, I think. Yeah. There you go. So I, I think maybe we should have went with that. I got excited when I seen this. I'm like, dog, we got to have it. I got it. And I was like, you know what? The packaging is is, is way better than the taste of the, <laughs> taste of the liquor. Right? Yeah, so we go yeah, with yeah. that. Um, so that's number eight. I, I put uh, Maker's Mark 46 at number seven. Uh, just to say this, if it was a regular Maker's Mark, honestly, it would have been ranked higher. Um, but I, I don't like the 46. Like, it's... It, it, it didn't work for me, like for whatever reason. I don't know if it's a, uh, I think, I think I, in my mind, I had a regular Maker's Mark in mind, and then this kind of just ruined it for me. Now this is probably where we completely different. Uh, the Black Maple Hill, I got it at number six. I didn't really like it. Um, it was, it's decent. The story behind it was was, was great, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And the, the fact that, it, that it's got all of these, uh, like for real, non-GMO type things, even that, like- That's Widow Jane. Huh? That's Widow oh, that, Jane. Oh, that was Widow Jane, right. So the, uh, the Black Maple Hill was the one that every, like shit from everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. I think even some shit from like San Francisco or something, yeah, something yeah, crazy all like over, that, yeah. yeah, all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna tell you one that I hate not on here though. It was Larceny, which we, we lost that episode on, on my on my behalf. It was Larceny uh, Barrel Proof. The Larceny Barrel Proof in, in real life would have been a strong number three for me and shit. I ain't gonna lie to you. And it would really brought my top four. Yeah, it definitely would have brought, brought my top, top four. four. Yep. Um, but it ain't on here, so. Um, then I got number five, I got the Widow Jane. Uh, Widow so Jane. Yeah, that's the same spot, okay. Yeah. Now, Widow Jane for me um, is decent, but it was way better with the cigar. I don't know why that it even. Sometimes pairings matter, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with the cigar, it made it a, a, a thousand times better. By itself, though, that's why I got it at number five. Mm -hmm. uh, number four is actually what we had today, uh, which is Romans Creek. I like it, so I put that at number four. Um, again, if you've been following us through the last couple of seasons, then you know that most of the things that are sweeter and softer palate, I'm probably gonna like those better. So uh, that's just that's how I get down. Uh, number three was uh, Joe Lewis. Um, I like Joe Lewis. It wasn't it wasn't too sweet and it wasn't too strong. So it's like it's kind of like right in the middle. And the um, bottle was dope. Yeah, the like bottle was the dope. Back up, it had like the scene. Yeah, it had the scene. Yeah. The and, bottle and, was dope. And what was dope about Joe Lewis though is that he actually had a hand. Hand in it. Yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying. Like he actually had a hand in it, so that was dope. Um, and then I learned some things about Joe Lewis that I obviously didn't know beforehand. Uh, also, um, like uh, what what was it like one dollar out of the purchase went to uh, his like foundation. His foundation. Yeah. So that's dope as hell. Mm -hmm. um, number two, uh, same actually the same thing. Number two and one is Traverse City at two. Uh, Bro Brothers at one. So we're not that different. No, definitely not, not really, that different. No. Probably just the uh, Black Maple Hill is probably yeah. the most different. Yeah. Um, Traverse City. I'm tell you this quick story. I was at I was at uh, I was at Walmart, and uh, I'm looking at all the the bourbons and whiskeys, trying to find something different. I, I hit up uh, Angry Principal, and I asked him about it. I was like, Traverse City, you ever heard of? He like, duh, it's good. Like, go ahead and grab it. So I seen that one in the cherry. When I was like, I don't want no cherry. Even though I do drink flavor shit, I didn't want no cherry. So I, <laughs> whatever, dog. So I grabbed that. Crown peach over here. I don't drink crown peach, just crown vanilla, dog. That's it. Mm -hmm. So I, I grabbed, I grabbed the Traverse City, and um, I actually, I had a drink. I had it before we did it on the show. So I had a chance to try it, and when I tell you, man, this is, this some good shit. <laughs> like, Traverse City was good, especially yeah. for it to be local to Michigan. So I was right. excited about that. Right. Bro Brothers, though, hands down, was the best one I had all year. Um, and that's because again, it does have it does have a sweeter it does have a sweeter finish. 
uh, probably probably a little caramel and cocoa because like it's it's a nice little sweet finish. Um, it's not. It's, I mean, it's not sweet like candy. It's not sweet like candy, like because it's a difference. It's a, like, yeah, it's, it's a difference. It's a nice mellow like finish. Nice yeah, it's mellow, mellow finish. finish. You, know? you don't have to have no ice. You know, you definitely like if you put any chaser in it, you go kill it. Like because it, it it tastes fantastic by itself. And also again, the backstory, of course, uh, the three brothers from uh, from Louisville, right? Yeah, from Louisville, um, had their own distillery. So this is not just their liquor. They have a distillery. Like I, I need you to understand the difference between that. Like they don't just have the liquor; they have an actual distillery. And we give y'all a mad shout out to. Uh, hopefully, we'll see y'all soon. We was down here in Louisville. Um, I hit y'all up on, on the on the DM. So hopefully, you see this episode and we can catch up with y'all another time because we'll definitely be back to Louisville. Um, but I might buy a house down here for real, <laughs> right? Especially one like this. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I like it down here, man. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's that's me. Uh, Crown at eight, Maker's Mark at seven, Black Maple Hill at six, Widow Jane at five, Rowan's Creek at four, Joe Lewis at three, Traverse City at two, Bro Brothers at one. Now, between the two seasons, um, still Uncle Nearest is my is my number one, especially since I've had. Um, the other one, which one did we have? Because uh, I haven't had. You got the 1856, you got the 1820, and then there's the 18. Well, we have I forget the other one. I haven't had the 1820. You haven't had it? Okay. No. All right, because we had a bottle. Oh, for my birthday. I took mm. it from a drunk. Yeah, so that's what happened. <laughs> but because uh, I, I know we had all three, because I got like the bottles at home. Like, I don't know when I had them. But yeah, I haven't. I haven't had the eighteen twenty yet. Though. No, I have not. So where did I have it? I don't know, bro. You were wrong, man. I'm sure you, you can drink bourbon by yourself too, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So between the two seasons, though, it's still a, it's still a one and two. Um, I still like Uncle Nears over Bro Brothers, but if you had to put the top one and top one against each other, Dog, it's season real. one and season yeah. two. Um, it's still it's still an Uncle Nears thing for me, and, and it's only because I think that it's, it's a it's a smooth start and smooth finish for Uncle Nears. I think the, uh, the Bro Brothers is, is a little more sweeter, so I think even even though I, I like sweet shit, mellow, yeah, mellow. Even though I even though I like that that kind of palate, I do still uh, I do still like Uncle Nears uh, a little bit more. So um, out of both seasons, uh, definitely a good solid one and two. Um, I'm excited though, because I can't wait to see what we try next season. Uh, don't forget if you're watching right now on YouTube, make sure that you do hit that subscribe button so you can check us out every Wednesday. And then check out all of the past episodes at eblockradio.com. Also too, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, hit us in the comment link below and let us know which ones you want to see for next season because we'll be coming up pretty soon. Um, this has been exciting, man. It's been a good season this far. Yeah, man. Um, season finale right here in Kentucky. Um, so, whoa, whoa, so, whoa, whoa. so there's no, uh, there's With no, Cobra uh, Cody here, baby. Right, Cobra Cody in the building. Cody. <laughs> right. Make sure hit us up though. We want to know which ones y'all want us to do next year, uh, or next season rather. Um, so I'm excited about pushing into that. Um, I think that's probably about it. Cobra Cody on the way out or <laughs> Ryan on the way out. Uh, any final sentiments to leave the people with today? Um, yeah. <clears throat> One, first and foremost, always enjoy life to love the ones around you. Um, and be safe during this time uh, of what's going on in the world. Like for sure, but yeah, everything. Yeah, right. COVID, racism, everything. Right, for sure. Bo, anything you gotta say? Yeah, man. Uh, being down here in Louisville, kind of uh, obviously brought up a couple, you know, type of a couple feelings, you know, within me, and. Um, 
I, I, I guess I had it up and, and, I, and I, I must have navigated away from it. But um, I want to talk real quick about the whole thing with Breonna Taylor, man. Okay. Um, talk. She was sleep. She's an EMT. Right. She won the off. Her her boyfriend. Registered gun owner. Was killed, huh? He's a registered gun owner. Yeah, registered gun owner. Like. They talking about they shot back because he pulled and he. What would you do with somebody who was unannounced came in your house? I would do the exact same shit he did. That's what you, you purchased know? the gun for. And sure. those cops need to be arrested. Yeah. And I don't want to call. I don't want to refer to them as those cops anymore. You know. So, um, Jonathan Mattingly, Brett Hankinson, Miles Cos Cosgrove. That's those three cops. All three of them need to be arrested. No doubt. You know what I mean? They need to have. They need to be held accountable for what the fuck they did. It was fucked up. Why is and this shit taking so long? Why is it taking so long? I don't. I don't think they intend on arresting them at all. I think that's. You know what I mean? I think that's. Yeah. You know. I don't know if this shit is true, but there was some shit floating around that might have been, you know, viral about, you know, uh, I think it was uh, Mattingly that was hanging out on a, on a beach in Florida mm -hmm. with a couple bitches with him and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, just living his yeah, life. Yeah, just living his life. Yeah. Which she can't be around the table, can't do because right. she was murdered. She was assassinated. Yeah, and I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Like being here, you kind of, like you here. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So you, you see what it is. And yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. So again, Jonathan Mattingly, Brett Hankinson, Miles Cosgrove, they need to be arrested. I say. No doubt, man. On that note, man, another another great season. I'm glad to be able to uh, end out the season uh, in Louisville. Um, so that was dope, man. This is uh, my actual first time being here, so that, that was definitely a pleasure. I do see what you're saying, though, being here. Um, and then seeing all the Breonna Taylor stuff here, like knowing that this is where it happened. Like when we look at it from Detroit, we look at it a little differently because like, we we not there like this is not right. ours yeah, yeah. but then like being here like this is theirs like this is really their thing like it, there's literally billboards mm -hmm. shit over the the freeways over the expressway like they really trying to get this shit accomplished and mm -hmm. even like the uber drivers talking about the uh the protests <laughs> i mean still going on and for again, like 51 days straight so they still pro don't get it they hey, still don't let the here. media fool you okay they are still, they still protesting out down here every fucking night every fucking night for that shit that happened with Breonna Taylor and again about the about the Uber driver still a little bit something something a little condescending about what are you saying about the protest yeah the too. Trump t-shirt on I, I let that shit go because let the motherfuckers live. live but I'm just saying like he said a couple of questionable things because I was like he was saying it's 51 days so I was saying to him, it's like, yeah, they need to figure that shit out. I'm talking about they need to figure out getting these motherfucking right. police officers. Mm -hmm. He thought I was like agreeing with him, like <laughs> these protests need to start mm -hmm. figuring it out. So I was like, no, nah, bro, I'm not talking about that. Mm -hmm. I had to let him know, like I'm talking about they need to figure out this this police shit, right? Not the protesters, bro. Like, but I I see we was coming from two different places, and and the funny thing about him, he wasn't he wasn't trying too hard. He was actually no, cool. he wasn't trying too hard. He no. was actually cool. He actually listened. He I listened. That. He listened. But I did. Peep I don't that. think he agreed, but he listened. He didn't agree. He listened. And I peeped no. that. And that's cool. Mm -hmm. Like we can we can exist in the same yep. in, the, in the same motherfucking place and shit. Yep. I realized that from everywhere up until that point, I kind of thought we was on the same page, and then I see we okay, we different, mm -hmm. and that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Just get us to where we going. Right. <laughs> Yo, so it was a great episode today, man. Great season. Thank you for everybody hanging out. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and in the comments put down some bourbons or whiskeys that you want us to try next season. And uh, till the next time, man. You already know what it is. 
beers, bourbon, whiskey, man. Everybody loves BBW. Shout out to my man, Corporate Cody, for being in the building. <laughs> my man, Ball in the building. And of course, man, it's your boy, Q, representing all the way live. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you or your company are looking to jump into the podcast world, now is the time. The Plug Agency is here to connect you to the full power of podcasting. You just record and leave the rest to us. The people are listening and want to hear from you. Theplug-agency.com. That's theplug-agency.com. Click the link in the episode description for an exclusive offer.